The self-taught pianist Vijay Iyer is one of the most original musicians currently working in jazz. His music is based firmly in the jazz tradition, but also encompasses a wide range of Western and non-Western sources. Iyer's work is also informed by his steep academic background, which includes a PhD in music and technology from the University of California at Berkeley. Welcome to Jazz Stories. I'm David Gorin. In August of 2010, as part of Jazz at Lincoln Center's Listening Party series, Vijay Iyer sat down with Ken Drucker to talk about the making of his first solo piano album. So let's start with just the overall, it's, a, it's your first solo recording. Is this something that you've had an eye on towards eventually I will do a solo piano recording? Or did you just, after the last one or after the last few, say, I'd like to do a solo piano recording? Well, I think it's probably on everyone. If you play piano, it's on your bucket list, as they call it, um, that eventually. Uh, and certainly, as a pianist, one spends a lot of time playing by oneself. You know? um, and I'd been asked many times if I'd ever made one, and it had just never come to be. I mean, part of it was because I had all these ensemble projects that I wanted to document, and part of it was just because it's really daunting you know, to face the reality of making a solo piano record in the, you know, when you have this towering history of solo piano music, you know, more than a century's worth, you know, actually a few centuries worth of great solo piano music. So what do you have to add to that pile, you know? So needless to say, you know, it's the sort of thing that's easy to procrastinate because of that. But what set it in motion was that the label that I'm signed to, which is ACT Music, they're a German label, invited me to do it. You know, and finally I said, you know what? Yes. <laughs> yes, I will. Um, and so then I had to wrap my head around it. But I had been doing quite a bit of solo concerts and solo touring, so I was starting to develop a, a perspective. You know, it's more than just sitting by yourself and playing for a while. You know, you want to put it together into something that sort of stakes out a perspective on music or that tells a story of some kind or that um, has a shape to it, you know. So that's... That was kind of the bigger challenge, and it's very hard to tackle because um, because when you're deep inside it, you can't really tell what it is. So, from the time Act suggested it to the time you got around to doing it, about how long did that? Actually, it happened pretty quickly. I think the invitation came early this year, and then we recorded in May, and oh. then it's here it is. So <laughs> it was all pretty much within a six-month period from inception to product in hand. So that's that's pretty quick turnaround. Yeah. I know obviously it was a Monk tune, but when I listen to that, and maybe it's because he obviously listened to a lot of Monk too, um, I hear a lot of Randy Weston. Yeah. A, a very, I don't know, similar approach, but it just put me in mind of Randy Weston. Uh, he's one of my all-time heroes. I mean, I kind of had a revelation once seeing him play live. I'm sure this has happened to many people, actually seeing Mr. Weston in performance. It happened for me at a particular time in my life when I was... I'd really just recently made the decision to be an artist. And, you know, that 
didn't come lately for a number of reasons, one of which was that I was in graduate school in physics. It was like I was undergoing this huge rupture in my um, life path or something. Uh, but the other side of it was that I had never seen an American artist of Indian descent do anything before. I mean, people like my age, including myself, and Rudresh, my colleague who will be here next month, uh, we were really among the first Way, you know, we were the first wave of Indian Americans born in this country because immigration laws changed in the mid-60s, which made it possible for people like my parents to come here. That's why I exist, because of a change in immigration law. Just like the reason that we're all here in the same place is because of civil rights, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so history is alive and around us. And, uh, and so that, you know, so I was coming of age and saying, okay, I guess I'm going to try to be a musician. What does it mean for a person like me to do that? Am I allowed to do that? And, uh, and who am I, you know, there's no precedent to look at. Like even growing up on TV, I'd never seen anybody who looked like me on TV. You know, so I, it, I didn't really feel like I had a clear place in culture. Um, and then seeing Mr. Weston with his group uh, dealing with, well, he, you know, his African Rhythms Trio, uh, just seeing him work with the music of his ancestry, uh, with African rhythms and the language of African drumming, and sort of, uh, I don't want to say translate, because there's something more imaginative going on. Uh, recreate or reenact Filtered or, or um, yeah, you could say uh, refract um, that language onto the piano, which is, of course, a Western a machine, you know, so, so to see that being done and, and to see the, the uh, real clarity and focus and depth and the intimacy of it too, the way that you'd hear the, the rhythmic language of African drumming interact between the piano and the hand drums in the ensemble too. And that suddenly I realized that this was the example I needed because it was really for me trying to do something essentially similar with rhythmic ideas from India and with percussive traditions from India to see if I could kind of get at it somehow through the piano. Um, he became a real guiding force. So, so yes, to answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember the, the night you were here on that panel and you saw that Mr. Weston was in the audience. I remember you got very excited. Yeah, yeah. And we took a picture. <laughs> <laughs> not the first and not the last. <laughs> When you're going to do a record like this, obviously your choice of piano and studio and engineer is very important. Mm -hmm. How did you go about making those decisions for, for this recording? Well, I was fortunate in that um, when I lived in the Bay Area, uh, I connected with this engineer who's multiple Grammy nominee, and she'd done a lot of pretty important or very well known piano music specifically, and it turned out that she had in her studio one of the best pianos on the West Coast, for recording at least. And she's kind of an audiophiles engineer, but she'd also mess around with, you know, semi-professionals like me <laughs> and let, let us come in and make records and stuff. And she, you know, she had all analog gear, we recorded to tape, and, uh, you know. And, so, and she still does that. And she has sort of developed her proprietary techniques for recording a piano, which for those of you, if anybody's here who ever does that, it's a really strange instrument to record. It's really phasey. 
its radiation patterns very irregular, and the placement of mics is, I mean, it's all in the placement of mics. There's a science and an art to just where the mics are, you know, that uh, is, it only comes from decades of experience, really. And, and uh, so the combination of the piano, the placement of mics, the kinds of mics, the wiring, the kinds of mixing board, the analog tape that we used, um, and the engineer herself, her name is Cookie Marenko, and, uh, and also the rapport we had, you know, she, she did my first few albums in California, and also after I moved here 12 years ago, I'd kind of work it so that anytime she was bouncing through town, I'd make a record <laughs> when she was here. So, so we did develop this trust over the years, and that, so then like going back to recording her studio was really, it felt really comfortable, it felt like revisiting my past, and you know, and she cooked for me, and I slept in the drum booth, and it was all like very, it was very cozy, you know. Um, we were talking about this before. I find the, uh, the programming of the disc seems, I guess it usually is, but very deliberate. Um, mm. it, there are the, um, the standards, or other people's compositions first, followed by a batch of yours. Um, is it just how it fell, or did you have a plan going in about how to program the, the disc? I didn't have a plan. I had kind of a radical absence of plan. <laughs> uh, and uh, I had a bunch of stuff I wanted to record. I had a list of, you know, music that I was going to record. And then also just tried some stuff in real time while I was there, like, well, maybe this will work. Um, and then, you know, the way you, I've learned from making albums, because this is now my, I don't even, I've lost track. Is it 13 or 14 albums or something like that? Uh, so I've learned that you actually can't make an album be something before you get there and do it. You know, like you can't say, okay, it's going to be this, this, and this. Because usually you get to the studio and you try to do those things and something else happens instead. Basically, life intervenes, <laughs> or fate, or something. It just becomes what it is, and then you just have to work with what it is. So I kind of had that process in mind. I really just was going to trust that process and say, okay, well, I'm not going to force any kind of narrative onto this. I'm just going to record the material and then listen to what I have and then make an album out of it. So that's really what happened. And then it just happened to fall, really almost purely musical reasons, it happened to fall into these sort of chapters where the first four tracks are other people's music and then the next four tracks are mine. So in terms of composer credits. But that wasn't, it wasn't really because I wanted to uh, keep the hot side hot and the cold side cold <laughs> or something. It was really just that uh, that's what felt right, finally. Pianist Vijay Iyer in conversation with Ken Drucker. You can find the video of the entire listing party and more jazz stories at jalc.org. Jazz Stories is produced by Alexa Lim, Steve Rath, and me at Murray Street with support from Jazz at Lincoln Center. So consider becoming a member or joining us for a live performance. Find complete information at jalc.org. For Jazz Stories, I'm David Gorin.